Hey, what's up, everybody? You're watching. Watching. <laughs> You're not. We're not. We're the funny thing watching. is, I didn't get what was wrong with it. And then I was like, oh, he's watching. He watching. I'm listening. Like, Have we said that every time? And right, I know. Like, what? Okay, here we go. Here we go. I hope we say that every time. Three. Hey, what's up, guys? You're listening to O4 Podcast, and this is episode seven, where we discuss everything basketball related that you've already heard, but better or worse. We shall see. But I am Royce, and we're also here with Pierce, Devin, and Jacob. Hey. 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 It's late. <laughs> I feel like you're so, coming in like yes. a quartet right there. <laughs> Full disclosure, uh, we are recording this currently at 1.09 a.m. It's so going to get so weird. It's going to get weird. We are tired again. Uh, we really have to stop doing these. It's so already late. weird. I think we need really? to lean into this harder. And we should do like all of this hour. <laughs> Everything in this hour. But we are going to uh, try and stay awake as we discuss something. And this uh, first topic, I think, will actually get our juices flowing. Um, that sounded weird. But here we go. It was appropriate. It was appropriate. <laughs> LeBron's... Le, I want to say LeBron's Le Shop, but it's Le LeBron's... It's Le Shop. <laughs> LeBron's The Shop on HBO. Uh, the first episode came out August 28th, uh, which was a Tuesday. Yes. And what did you guys think of it? Thoughts, opinions, uh, well, reactions. I mean, we just rewatched it, so it's still fresh. And I have to say, I have never heard LeBron talk like that. And I will say that made me love him so much more. Because now it's like, he talks like me. He doesn't just talk proper in interviews and shit all the time. Like, he said, my motherfucking hands were sweating. I said, my motherfucking hands were sweating. <laughs> and I'm like, LeBron, we're so similar. Well, I guess the only is, difference is he's nine inches taller than me. Right. So that is a, a, a really good point. The fact that I had the same reaction too. like hearing LeBron. I was like, wait, this is he's actually talking like a normal person. Because yeah. we're so used to yeah hearing him after games where, you know, he's kind of got, got his political speech on. Yeah. You can't, can't really say all the things he wants to say. He has to be very careful. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole what's what's the 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 NBA interview 101. It's like, oh, yeah, we, we played really hard. Um, uh, you well, know. Like bedazzled. We gave it all here, 110%. <laughs> right. We did pretty good at that. <laughs> exactly. So to actually hear him speak uh, the way he did in that environment was actually really cool, yeah. I think. You know, Was it the first time we heard him talk like that? Because I thought with the, his uh, un- un- uninterrupted stuff, um, we had heard him kind of go be a little bit more authentic and cuss and stuff like Maybe, that. Maybe, but I don't know. For it just some, felt different. We probably did, but some about this one. Some about yeah. this felt real. And um, I mean, I'm in black barbershops all the time. I just mm-hmm. was in a black barbershop the other day. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, this was a random mashup of people. Mm-hmm. Like going from, was it, who was it? Candace Parker mm-hmm. to John Stewart. John Stewart, of all people. Didn't right. see that coming. <laughs> yeah. That just let you know. See, I've always fucked with John Stewart. But this really made me fuck with John Stewart. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. And the thing is, like, it's just, they had some really good, interesting points. And you forget because you watch these people on such major stages so much that you forget that at one time they were, and they probably still are, regular-ass people. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the shit even Draymond was talking about to LeBron and then at Michael Bennett and all these people, and you're just mm-hmm. like, these was regular-ass people at one point. Yeah. You know, and they just, they succeeded at what they were doing. Like, when John right. Stewart was like, yeah, you know, I was sleeping in my car, and next, I took the risk, and it, I did it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? And it, I don't know. It, it's, it's motivating at the same time. Along with being, I don't want to say educational in a sense. I would say educating more on a common sense ground. 
And it, we definitely need more of that. So I, I, I definitely, I support, I back the show 110%. What he's always, what LeBron has always talked about is uh, being the man in the arena. Um, is that Teddy Roosevelt's, what Teddy Roosevelt wrote, man in the arena, um, basically, which is, um, don't worry about don't worry about critics who've never been there, never been there, done that. You know, they're just on the outside. Yeah. It's only the people who have been in the arena who are relevant to know what it's like. And that was a man in the arena conversation. Hell yeah. Um, so that was the cool thing. All those people who been in the different like sectors of the arena, I guess. You know, mm-hmm. you got um, you got black men. You got a, a, a power, you know, strong woman who's who's successful. You got a white man. Um, so it was just different types of perspectives. And plus, like, different industry jobs. You right. You know, like Carmichael, a comedian, Stuart yeah. comedian. You got NBA players, NFL players. Mm-hmm. Like, you got rappers. So it's like, you know, because uh, who was a boy? Uh, Vince Staples and, and, mm-hmm. and Snoop Dogg were in there. So, yeah, like, you have yeah, people in different avenues, you know, all experiencing the same entertainment career just differently. Yeah. Yeah. And the, you know, you can argue the authenticity of the show itself, people gathering in a barbershop, um, just talking about stuff. Um, Because I remember that was kind of the thing leading up to it. It's like, oh, well, the show itself isn't that original. Mm -hmm. Um, Which I don't think, yeah, the concept of it is not. But I think the conversations that are happening, the the people involved in it, I Mm -hmm. think it's it's still very powerful to see that and to hear those conversations. It doesn't really seem like it's trying to be original. Right. Like, I don't think yeah. it's like at, at declaring that in any way. It's like recognizing the fact that there's a finite amount of space for black people to discuss things openly and honestly. Mm-hmm. And all these people who are extremely powerful recognize that and are trying to create a space that they can have that open and, on, and honest conversation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that's, that's spot on. Um, yeah. The other thing was, I mean, I, some people are talking about the issues with it, you know, yeah, yeah, with, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Oh, that fucking guy. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I go too soon into it. <laughs> well, oh, no, no, no. Oh, I'm, I'm sure there's more stuff we can talk about before we get there. <laughs> no, fuck it. We're there. Jason fucking Whitlock. No, we'll, we'll 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 keep we'll keep that to a minimum. But yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. So he, so him, like, well, just one of the things he mentioned about, you know, you don't see white people in a in a black barbershop. I mean, I was just in one today, and the dude who's getting my his haircut. Next, after me, with my barber was white. Um, I, I, you see, it's a normal thing you see, mm-hmm. spe- especially now. I think it comes, you know, yeah. more often. So, I mean, that was just one of the things that was just so. The thing is, based. look, and I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to say it because I, I do not fuck with Jason Whitlock. I haven't in years. Like, I do not like him. I would take Skip Bayless over Jason Whitlock, mm-hmm. and I don't fuck with Skip Bayless that much, especially after they got Shannon Sharp. Like you realize, Shannon Sharp is a national fucking treasure, but. <laughs> Jason Whitlock is like, I swear to God, the most Uncle Tom Huckleberry hound ass nigga in the streets out here trying to like, he's trying to rip it apart so bad. He said LeBron is the equivalent of a black Donald Trump. Where the fuck do you get that equation from? They didn't teach that fucking Pythagorean theorem formula in in high school to where you can go from LeBron to Trump. Like, why is Jason Whitlock a thing still? Like that, but that's like the classic Trump strategy is like just basically accuse people of what you are. Because if there's like a black Trump, it's that type of rhetoric that seizes on these like random stereotypes that he talks about uh-huh. and then tries to exploit them. 
into mistruths. And like, if it's anything, it's the same hypocrisy he's accusing LeBron of. He is that. Mm-hmm. And, and exactly. And the thing is, yeah. it's like one of his points was seeing LeBron talk, speak so freely and openly, like mm-hmm. as if it's a negative thing. And it, it, that makes you want, like, I don't know. It made me even quite like, is it? Like I, I no, personally, it's, it's the it's the legacy of policing black people's language in this country. Uh-huh. Like that's what it is. He doesn't like. However, he feels they're talking. It's not up to whatever imagined standard, which we all know is always going to be what a white voice sounds like. And he's saying, "Oh, these it's people in whatever you know comfortable environment they are, just talking mm-hmm. openly and honestly." He's not comfortable with that because it doesn't ma- measure up to whatever standard he has in his mind. That yeah. is a, a supremacist standard. That is enforced many times over. Yeah. And the fact that he said that whole thing about like, there was a white man in a black barber shop. Nigga, what is where where do you get your hair cut at? Like he yeah, must he be does a, not he does does that. oh yeah he doesn't anymore. He ain't had a haircut since nineteen eighty four. But like the thing is it's just like bro I don't like I feel like he lives the cookie cutter stereotype what they what the imaginary which white man makes the black man to be is Jason Whitlock. That would be in the... He's like... Jason Whitlock is like Ben Carson, who's like what Kanye was becoming, mm-hmm. and now he's gone out and apologized. <laughs> like, so Kanye trying to come back because he's like, yeah, I fucked up. Like, you know, slavery of choice and all the MAGA hat and shit. Like, I was fucking up. Like, you know, the Kardashians, bro. But like, Jason Whitlock, I feel like, is that cookie cutter thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, being in the arena. Obviously, Jason Whitlock ain't ran a Nowhere few miles on now. that. No, now, nothing. <laughs> Okay, what did Mike say? Not a now, now, nothing. <laughs> yeah, and for me, what I find interesting is a lot of people are picking at the amount of profanity in yeah. the show, which I think is interesting. Mainly, well, because first of all, for me, like I don't, I actually don't cuss at all. But I am. He does it, people. We're re- like, really. I have been trying for years to get him to say yeah. fuck, and he just won't say it. No, no, I won't. But at the end of the day, I'm not disillusioned and and think that the the rest of the world does not. We've all watched Blade like, or any that, other rated that, R it's, movie. It's the part. It's part of the world. So the when people reacted the way when people react the way they do to the show, a show that's on HBO. Yeah, mind you, and are taken aback and some even insulted by the fact that LeBron James would use the language that he's using, yeah. which to me, I'm like, I've, I've heard far, far worse you know, than yeah. how he's like that. He's just, those are just people talking. You know, yeah. the worst part about it is though, <laughs> people will watch the shop and criticize the shit out of it for those reasons mm-hmm. right there. And then watch Game of Thrones right, right. after. And, be like, and watch people fucking on screen. I love incest. And then like getting hands cut off <laughs> and then be like, oh, fuck thoust. <laughs> and then be like, but that's okay. Right. That's, that's it's, fine. It's fantasy. It's, it's fantasy, fine. right? It's yeah. not real and it's not black. Yeah. It's okay. Now, the only thing with that that I could understand would might be or might be a problem yeah. is that because of LeBron, and like we've all said, have never heard him speak like that, and the uh, uh the role model that he is to young kids, uh-huh. and knowing that, you know, it'd be foolish not to think that kids hear about the show and are not gonna watch it. Kids are gonna want to watch it because it's LeBron James. From So from that aspect, I can understand why people might feel worried of like, okay, you have all these kids looking up to you, uh-huh. they're gonna be watching the show and you're talking like that. Those- yeah, so, but like, does the, fa- listen to the words he's saying. Right. Like, not like right. there's a context, it's not like when you say fuck, just randomly, you're just mm. saying the word fuck, but like, the way he talks and the way he uses those words is, is always to invoke this sense of passion. And those things that he hear passionate about 
tend to be things that are about equity and about providing for people that need those things. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know, it feels much more like policing of language and trying to tear down someone who could be a hero to people that need a hero or kids, particularly kids that need a hero, regardless of, you know, their, their race or ethnic background, that you're shitting on this person for using words without actually reading what the message is. Mm-hmm. Those same people also don't understand, for one, vernacular. They don't understand, no. like, <laughs> these. sometimes these words are natural. to Like Snoop Dogg said, like, that word was there before and after us. Yeah. And at the same time, these same people are naive enough to have never been to a mall on a Saturday evening and seen all the millions of groups of kids up there talking worse than LeBron. Right. Exactly. Like, we're not going to pretend like <laughs> they all of a sudden they're going to watch LeBron and be mm-hmm. like, my kid came home and said nigger. Trust me. Play an online next-gen console video game and fucking Skyler from Wisconsin will call you a nigga through the headset. Not even next-gen. And won't even know. How, it's like, Skyler, how did you know I was black? My character on the game is green. How the fuck did you know I was yeah. black? It's like an insult, but it's like, that was a really good guess. That was a really good guess. You're a psychic, Skyler. You're a prophet. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just, ah, uh, so fuck, like, um, I'm sorry, just Jason Whitlock gets me so angry. Because he's like, it's like, you look at him and you're like, you're built like a fucking flat tire, you big piece of shit. I can't stand him. <laughs> he should be the Goodyear mascot. You know how they had the fucking wheel dude? And then mm-hmm. Jason Whitlock would be the bad tire. He'd be like, does your car run like Flintstone feet? And then they right. show Jason Whitlock. And then the good one comes on and throws some tires right. on the car like he does in the commercial. From a distance, he's a foom, 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 foom. <laughs> My, uh, something I always find interesting, though, um, and not not just with, with, with uh, Whitlock, but, like, anybody who's, like, a hater of anything mm-hmm. um, is when they're always like, I had high hopes for that person or that yeah. thing. Yeah. Whenever, whenever someone says, like, I had high hopes or I thought they were going to do better, mm-hmm. It's no, a goddamn lie. No, <laughs> it's a lie. You you wanted that thing or that person to fail regardless, yeah. but you sprinkle some like, oh, but you know, I was rooting for them. Yeah. I don't know what happened. Yeah. They let me down. And it's not even about like, because you can dislike something and not hate it. Right. John, Jason, John Whitlock, Jason Whitlock <laughs> fucking is a hater. Like, and I feel like we all hate something at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a hater of Golden State and all of its fans. I'm not afraid to fucking say it, but at least I'm not in denial. Yeah. Like, I dislike certain other teams, but I will watch them, I, whatever the fuck. I am a hater of Golden State, mm-hmm. which brings me to the next point mm-hmm. of, like, seeing Draymond on there. I was mm-hmm. like, ooh. That was interesting. Wait a minute. That was yeah. interesting. This might get chippy. Which um, actually brings back, do you guys remember that the the clip that came out, like, a while ago, I forget when it came out, where LeBron was talking about... Um, uh, I think it was Tom Brady about like being the best athlete in the world, yeah. and like Draymond was in that clip too. Yeah, I, it actually it actually didn't click until I was watching the show. I was like, oh wait, was that like were they shooting that the shot uh-huh. in there? Was it that same? I think setting? so. I think they were wearing for whatever the reason album, they just yeah. didn't use that part oh, in the show. Oh, yeah, imagine remember the conversations that? they didn't put in the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was just a random thought. But yeah, but back but I mean, to that's a good topic though. Like, what the fuck? Tom Brady, best athlete ever. You telling me this big sluggish son of a bitch is the better than Serena Williams will outrun this motherfucker. <laughs> she might not be able to throw like him, but besides right. that, how are you the greatest athlete ever? Yeah. 
I don't think the greatest athlete ever in the fucking world, first of all, can have a beer belly. I don't I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like that's like saying Ben Roethlisberger could right. be the greatest athlete in the world. <laughs> Just because you can throw, baseball players can throw. But I would pick Mike Trout before I pick right. him. No, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what, what, what Draymond was saying about um what is it that LeBron stepped into his greatness basically when he was like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the perfect you know, it really realization was. of what actually happened. That is when people started when people started to put him on that level. Yeah. When he had that mindset. And I don't know if it was so like I don't think it was like a I guess part of it was verbal, like I'm the greatest. You know, he'd say some of those things like I'm the best in the world when uh-huh. he was playing against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. But it was also a I was looking at some old games. There, there was also something about his demeanor mm-hmm. where he just started to walk on the court, play a little different. Well, he he's actually like, adopted the principle. When he like, adopted, you like, can say I'm something the best. and not have like um, conviction behind it. Right. No, he yeah. adopted it into his way of thinking. Yeah. So, like, because remember, he said it that first year they he took Cleveland to the finals and yeah. they lost, mm-hmm. but they had him down and he was like, I don't know what y'all want me to say. I'm the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said it, but he hadn't adopted it yet. Mm-hmm. It was that next year, mm-hmm. that 3 1 comeback. Yeah. Where he was like, I am yeah. Yeah. somebody. I don't know what that's from, but I had to say that afterwards. <laughs> yeah. I am that is the, somebody. That? That is I don't know something. what that's from, but that was a perfect moment to right. say it. And, exactly. I had to take it. <laughs> and then the other interesting thing is that, so it's cool to know that he believes that. Mm-hmm. Because you've seen him, like part of what makes you hate, hate Draymond is the disrespect that he'll do to someone on the court. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, he's called LeBron a bitch and we've mm-hmm. seen that. Yeah. And it's like, that's why I was always like, fuck Draymond. But you see this, and, it's, and you see that he respects him so much. Mm. But the fact that you can respect him, look at him as you know on that level as one of the best ever, but still go at him, go go at him each and right. every night and compete and not exactly. be afraid of him, mm-hmm. made me respect him a lot. Don't say it like that because you made me almost respect him just now, and I don't fucking like. <laughs> I mean, I was think. that just how you were feeling. I felt the same way too, like hearing that. I was like, yeah, because before I was like, I hate Draymond. Yeah. But seeing that, I was like, okay, I ga- actually gained some respect for him. Because I don't want to like any of them, but that's a good point. <laughs> just because just the way he was saying it, and he yeah. even made some other good points too, where I was like, okay, yeah, okay, Draymond dropping that knowledge. Mm-hmm. He even went and had a baby, and now he just changed his whole view in life. <laughs> yeah, a baby? I didn't know. Yeah, you remember Draymond had a baby? Like I mean, a I year mean, ago? Was I yeah, he had daddy. I know. So... With that, with that point of of Draymond addressing the fact that like you are the greatest player in the world, mm-hmm. but I'm still not afraid of you. Yeah. It it brings up uh, at least for me now. I'm even thinking like back to to we can bring in, we can bring in Kobe and then even back to Jordan. Like I wonder if people had that same level of because we always talk about the uh, pl- not players not having that same respect for LeBron as they did Kobe or Michael. Um, but is it the fact that they do have that respect, but because, because of that, because of that respect in a way, it's actually pushing them to play harder as well at the same time, because LeBron's so relatable mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, um, where with Kobe and Jordan, they were just always like on, on this other Island in a sense where it's like, we respect you when you're on the court. We're like, ah, I don't know. Can I really beat him? I don't know. I don't really no, the Kobe and Jordan are more mysterious. Right, right. They, that's they, what they I'm felt, trying to say. They yeah. Felt like, yeah, really the far away and kind of this unattainable, like, yeah. m- m- mythical almost thing. LeBron mm-hmm. does not feel mythical. Mm-hmm. He feels real. It feels right, tangible. Right. Even though, like, his skill set and, like, obviously just him as an athlete, like, what his body is capable and what he's made mm-hmm. his body capable of, like, yeah, it's completely unrelatable. But just who he is, you know, he's a person. You know mm-hmm. who he is. Like, we still, who's Kobe? 
And you right. think you know, like you know, like you think you know who he is, but there's a whole other side which I'm sure Devin would love to go into, which we won't tonight. <laughs> Michael Jordan, as Michael Jordan, is a similar kind of yeah. you know, mysterious, enigmatic figure that doesn't that we don't have a real exact take on. Yeah, right. Because oh, sorry. No, I think I think there's a couple things here, and this this part could be a whole topic of like the the LeBron Jordan Kobe debate, but um, Jordan and Kobe seemed. Like they had, well, I think they had more respect from their peers mm-hmm. or their, you know, the people they were competing against on the court. Mm-hmm. I think there's a few reasons. I think one is social media. You know, LeBron has lived mm-hmm. through all the memes and right, right. been made fun of, like not by just everybody. So mm-hmm. you know, his hairline, his whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that just, I think memes kind of just made every like put it, everybody at this yeah. level where. You know, no one's higher than anything. I mean, you saw what it did to Jordan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, no one takes Jordan seriously because of that. But anymore. part of it, too, I think was, I think it was LeBron's behavior. And I didn't have a problem with it, but I think a lot of the players did on the court. That mm-hmm. that felt like a little bit juvenile. The dancing. Mm-hmm. You know, those are things like Jordan and Kobe never did. You know, You're when LeBron would. In his early career? Like early yeah, when he, when he did the uh-huh. dancing and all the yeah. flashy stuff, like before the before the games, you know, mm-hmm. taking pictures with the teammates and, you know, playing like that little flip cup game on the yeah. sideline. Right, right. You know, I think I think that really rubbed players the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And it just made, it, it made him, I think it made him in the minds of other people look like a kid. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where a lot of that came from, where they started to, you know, because to call him a bitch and call him yeah, a, you yeah. know, a say he's choke and guys on the sidelines you know doing choking motions when he's at the free throw line yeah people didn't do that before yeah you remember they yeah. did, didn't reggie miller get in trouble for doing that doing the yeah. choking oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. right yeah, yeah. yeah. like mm-hmm. now you can just kind of do whatever the fuck you want right right but, you know? but, but could you see but what reggie was doing was like i think that he was doing that to the whole team of the knicks but could you see someone doing that to michael jordan like i've never i've never seen that kind of disrespect on well the court. i mean I could I could see some people was disrespecting Kobe. Like, let's not forget Kobe got two piece during the game. Mm-hmm. Was it children's? Oh, the, yeah. The, the, don't we can't forget. Like motherfuckers was going at Kobe too. Mm-hmm. Jordan, he was fighting too. Yeah. Like early, yeah, early, well, early in his career when people when they were literally slamming him to the ground. Yeah. But, like, but that was like physical disrespect. Yeah, I think but, yeah, fighting and getting yeah, that's like competitive juices. But I know. feel like at the time, that's yeah. the equivalent of this social media and whatnot. You know, mm-hmm. but the thing is, social media is twenty four seven, constant, always beating you up when you don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like at least with their stuff, it had to be on the court in the moment, right? You know, and then it would be forgotten like that because there was no internet. But we were all on dial up back then, if if it had internet at all, right? You know, <laughs> whereas now it's just like that immediately when something happens, somebody has taken that clip, put it online, put some music to it, and put a meme on it. Like it's just right. immediate, you know. Yeah. I, and who are these motherfuckers anyway? Like, there's yeah. some people that, like, are analyzing the entire game from every oh, yeah. angle and do it immediately. Exactly. They're like, this is my moment. They're like, this is it. I'm going to go viral from my one meme. Right. But like, just, like, you know, a dude who's not even on your level blowing on your ear. While oh, you're Lance Steve. Oh. You know, that, oh, the, yeah, like, yeah. stuff like just, there's and there's tons of examples like that where it's like, yeah, just fucking play. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, like, for sure. That also makes you think, though, you remember, you remember how young Jordan was when he came into the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Jordan, uh, the, how young LeBron was when he came into the game. And, like, not just young physically, but young mentally. You know, mm-hmm. he never really got to grow up. He had to grow up in the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, 
everyone's always willing to utilize that excuse that excuse of like, oh, it was just my early, I was just young and dumb. Mm-hmm. Everyone always utilizes that excuse when it comes to them. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to somebody of LeBron's caliber or something like that, he should have known from the beginning. And it's like, mm-hmm. how the fuck can you expect that? Right. Of course, maybe he doesn't blossom until he's 32, 33. Until the man that he he could have been. <laughs> you mean when normal when human most human exactly. beings most human, when right. most when human beings people yeah. usually kind of figure themselves out around <laughs> yeah. thirty? Because that, yeah. that's true. Because like most people's lives and careers don't really start until yeah. thirty plus. You mm-hmm. know, it, and, and that's it, without the weight of everyone's like a million people's expectations and right. fandom <laughs> and a sudden influx of millions of dollars. Like, exactly, yeah. and it's just one of those. It's just another for the way I see it. It's just another instance of like that one white boy that drove from the suburbs and did a drive-by with the gang members you heard that story yeah yeah and then like they all got jail time and whatnot and punished Mm -hmm. and him he was like well he was in the wrong place at the wrong time right he 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 didn't didn't know know any better but them niggas should have known yeah like it's like that it's like lebron should have known Mm -hmm. he should have known better but if gordon hayward would have done all that shit Mm -hmm. they'd have been like he just he's just going through the changes that it takes to be a man yeah. And it's like, it's just exactly <laughs> what they were talking about in the shop. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, it don't matter how much money you got, they still gonna Kaepernick your ass at some point if they can. Yeah. You know? So, that's why I feel like this show is important. So, fuck Jason Whitlock. I feel like I say fuck somebody every show. <laughs> yes. just be the that's same. your thing. That's, that's your my thing. thing. Fuck <laughs> Jason Whitlock. And I hope, yeah. nigga, at 0 for 4 podcast, I hope you hear me. <laughs> fuck right. you, Jason. Just kind of to, to emphasize that point, though, about kind of, I think, one of the really just simple geniuses behind the shop and they talk about and this expectation of black athletes to always entertain to always oh oh when odell was talking about yeah yeah and i i just think it's really just aesthetically genius that the setup is a bunch of people sitting around doing like sitting right. doing being what we're sti- doing like being like something that's completely unexpected mm-hmm. of them or like unwanted by them. Mm-hmm. And I just love that that's the format of it. It's like they're literally just sitting mm-hmm. down. Yeah. And right. I'm I, eager I, to see who the next lineup is going to yeah. be. Like, as random as this one was, right. they're really just shaking the dice and whoever is going to. And that might build the best dichotomy, you know? Like, maybe they'll put us on. You know, maybe. There we go. Yeah. I've brought down. They just they gonna have to throw me out of the shop because I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not leaving until LeBron leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and even then, I'm leaving with LeBron. Right. <laughs> were, you, were you guys bothered at all? Like, seeing LeBron and Draymond like within the same space kind of just even having a conversation even though they're rivals the Golden in State their haterade in me mm-hmm. was bothered but then when Draymond started talking I was slightly less bothered mm-hmm. but there's still that Golden State hated me I just mm-hmm. I can't fuck with him I try I just can't right yeah I've, no I felt the same exact way um Luckily, I've been we've been kind of prepared for this before just because of Draymond taking over his uninterrupted stuff. So they're kind mm-hmm. of like partners in a way. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, you know, before I was like, what the hell is happening? Why are they working <laughs> together? But LeBron is about authenticity. And that's that's oh, that's who Draymond is. I mean, and also like let's not re- like something you guys have driven home before on other episodes. It's like there's a reason it's Draymond there. Because mm-hmm. he is the heart. I mean, like, he, yeah. he, he is the leader on that team. Oh, and, for like, sure. he's the person, I mean, not, that's a, a I take that back. But he kind of should be the one that's there. Mm-hmm. He's, the, he's the general on the court. Oh, for sure. So, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, I want to know what he has to say. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't agree with everything he has to say. And, mm-hmm. like, but it's not really my place to agree or disagree with it. 
The I, only other person from Golden State I would have accepted there would have been KD as much as I don't really fuck with him either. But like they were already seeing in the car Steph together. or Clay there, yeah. especially <laughs> Clay's stale face ass, like I'm still uh, waiting to see them recorded no, high five. I, I, honestly, I, would, <laughs> I would really love to have Kevin Durant on there. I, I, hope, oh, yeah. he, I hope he shows up. I, would, I think yeah. it would be a good like, conversation. Out of uh, everybody on Golden State that definitely would not be in there, definitely um, would be Steph. Oh, for sure. I don't sure. think he'd want to. Yeah, I don't I, think he'd I want to be there. He didn't get an invite. Yeah. Not that he yeah, don't want no. to be there. No one wants yeah. him. There. I, I, do you? I'm, I'm curious to know why you guys think he doesn't want to be there, or he wouldn't be there. I think for me, what jumps out is that I don't know that he wants to participate in that dialogue unless he's forced to. Mm-hmm. So, if there's like a you know if there's a shooting or something, and he's asked in the locker room, he'll comment on it. Yeah. But I don't think he wants to really, you know, drive that conversation. Because on his own. as I've told you before, he's not a leader. Mm-hmm. He's just a good player. Like he's not. Draymond will speak on it. Mm-hmm. KD might speak on it because he grew up in poverty and whatnot too. So you have to at some point. But motherfucker like Steph and Clay, they don't have that kind of that that it that bodily organ in them to like speak up. That's why he's never done it. Mm-hmm. Like he's mm-hmm. more worried about getting Aisha another goddamn cookbook than he is talking about. <laughs> The shootings are of police officers and shit. Like, and that's just straight up. Like, because mm-hmm. if he was, he would have done it by now. Mm-hmm. You know, but no, he's happy dancing around with his rings and like making more light skinned babies. Like, nobody is more fertile than them two motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. They will repopulate the entire I used to and Steph and will repopulate the world if they had you. <laughs> if Noah's Ark comes up, just grab them two. They pretty much got every race in them anyway. Do you, we'll be fun. <laughs> do you do you think there's a part of it too where um even despite the him not wanting to drive the conversation, just also being in that environment where pretty much one thing about the shop is it praises LeBron's greatness yeah. throughout the show. Mm-hmm. Do you think he would even want to be a part of that? Because one thing I do notice about Steph is every time LeBron is brought up as being the best player or whatever, and he's a part of the conversation. He's always like, yeah, so like LeBron, of course, being the best player in the world, how does it feel to like to beat him? Well, yeah, you know, we, yeah, we did beat him. So, but, you know, LeBron, you know, LeBron's going to be LeBron. It's, a, it's almost like Steph hates by the fact that no matter how many times he beats LeBron, it doesn't matter because the conversation will always be about LeBron. Well, yeah. When he beats uh, LeBron without Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, <laughs> Kevin Durant, we can, we can have that conversation. When Steph takes a team to the finals that shouldn't have been to the finals yeah. uh-huh. and not a 73-9 and nine team, <laughs> then we'll have that conversation. Right. Because like, going back to what you were saying about his, uh, his uh, Draymond's statement of, saying, of telling LeBron, like, you are the best player, and you're saying right now, like, I'm here, well, that definitely would not come out of Steph's mouth. No. Not at all. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, it's just, look, like we say, Draymond is the heart and soul of the team. Mm-hmm. He might not be the the athletic leader of mm-hmm. the team, but he is the heart. And we see it when he's not on the court. We see it when he's on the court, the differences. And that being said, like, it, they don't, besides him, they don't, leaders aren't, not, not everybody can be a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, you got your sheep herders, and then you got your sheep. Yeah. And most of them niggas is just really talented-ass sheep. <laughs> Whereas Draymond, he might be a herder for all yeah. we know, and I'm just, I'm just this is what it is. Just, so we can't ever really expect Clay, yeah. Steph, or anybody else beside maybe a possible. And the fact that I even have to say it's a possibility for KD, he ain't it either. 
You know I think Katie would, Katie would definitely do it, I think. No, th- I'm not saying he wouldn't do the show, but I'm saying mm-hmm. as far as, like, being that leader beyond oh, just the, oh, the yeah, yeah. what you expect of him. Mm-hmm. Like, LeBron does things you don't expect of him. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody ever... Look, people, they didn't draft LeBron and was like, you know, one day he's going to open up a school and try to change the world. Right. They didn't think that. They just thought this nigga's going to make us a lot of money. So give him some checks and he's huge <laughs> and he can shoot a basketball. Right. So shut up, nigger, and drill. That's what they thought. But he... Has, he is a natural-born leader, mm-hmm. and so he's doing things that a leader can do. The, the, other, thing about, the other thing about it is that, um, and I, I don't know what, Steph is, what Steph's like, life was like you know, before, he w- before he became a pro. You mean um, when his dad was a professional basketball player? Right, so, you know, I don't know. Must have been hard. Must well, have been a hard life. Well, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, so I don't know if he, was, if he had any struggles. I'm sure he did at some point. However, um, I would think it was... C- Kind of similar to mine, except he lived better in terms of I didn't really learn that I was what black meant and that mm-hmm. I was black until um, high school. Mm. So I went to a school where it was very cultural diver- culturally diverse. There's we all I mean, me and Ray, Ray, you could, you know, chime in, too. We, we all felt like. We were the same, and it was very, you know, I saw, I was so exposed to Indian people and Hispanic people, and that, I, that was one of the cool things about the elementary school that I went to. Yeah. And it wasn't until I went to high school, I was like, oh, I'm different. And, you know, but, and then yeah. there was a little, and I was also light-skinned, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and could quote-unquote speak well. So all these people who were on this show had a very different experience at an early age being black with parents who didn't do as well. Mm. Where they had to, you know, that's the whole reason LeBron created this I Promise School is because of his experience. And I think 95% of the people on this show had similar experiences to LeBron. Yeah. Mm. Um, that's where I think it would have been different. And I think there's a little bit of a an, an uncomfortable feeling to speak on these issues. Because there was that for me, too. Mm. You know, until I got older, that was like, you know, I'm not experiencing these things that other people are saying they're other you know blacks are experiencing mm-hmm. so I, I can't really you know get get behind it and comment intelligently on it right mm-hmm. um, no, I mean it's, yeah it's that distance yeah. that lack right. of relatability yeah it definitely uh, yes and I agree with you on that and one of the great things about the elementary school that we went to was yeah because of that diversity we get we were exposed to um, a lot of that which I think is really good to to experience the the differences in us as a people that mm-hmm. early on. Um, my personal take, I, I will say, I I did learn what it was to be black at um, our elementary school um, in sixth grade when I uh, chose to wear cornrows to school, right. which was not against the rules. Faith Baptist, I'll put your name out there. I don't care. <laughs> Faith Baptist Uh-oh. elementary school place. Um, <laughs> wore cornrows, it's not against the rules. Um, they took me out of class like every day of the week and tried to tell me how cornrows were bad and it was a rebellious act. You always got to watch some person. schools with the religious name. So, uh, that, <laughs> so that was actually my first experience of what it actually meant to be black and, and how different we can be uh, looked at from others. But that, that was, that's all I'm going to say on that. Mm-hmm. Faith Baptist, y'all suck. But anyway, back to yeah, LeBron. No, because I remember that too. And at, you were probably, and you, I mean, you were probably much more developed mentally than I was back then but how I looked at that was like okay they're not they're not treating me differently they're just treating this hairstyle and that was the that was the bad way to look at it now so now mm-hmm. I can kind of see how people are being racist without being 
you know, direct when they'll say, hey, you, yeah. you, you're, you're articulate. It's like, okay, I know right. what you're saying now. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't no, get that back then. Sure. Yeah, and I know exactly what you're saying. For me, what really made it click was, uh, which is perfect, because since this is a sports podcast, um, when they brought me into the office one day, they at, they asked me, like, the reasons for wearing cornrows, and I said I liked it and all that stuff. And they're like, okay, great. Well, you love basketball, right? Who's your favorite basketball player? And I'm like, bro, check out the hair. Allen Iverson. <laughs> what are we talking about? And they're like, perfect. That's what we thought you'd say. Allen Iverson's not a good person. Mm. Who do you know in the NBA that's a good person and wears cornrows? And that's where it clicked for me, like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Was I their response, see- like, were they asking, like, Look at Vlade Divac. <laughs> yeah, like who was who was their counter? Right. Look at Tony well, Kukoc. And I don't think like they they I think they set me up. They knew I was going to yeah. say Allen Iverson for sure, mm-hmm. and they knew that I I couldn't answer the that question in that way uh-huh. because one, I mean Allen Iverson, like he was the cornrows guy. And even me thinking about it, I was just like, I mean, there's nobody. But first of but all, first of all, <laughs> I, w- I wish at that time you would have asked him, why is Allen Iverson a bad person? Well, no, that and eventually that's what the conversation went into. And they, of course, they brought up like uh, his, Everything his attitude, his cussing, like his tattoos, all you know, all the, all that crazy stuff. But um, but yeah, I know we kind of <laughs> got a little off topic there. But yeah, that's relatable. I mean, no, is, yeah, yeah, no, that, I think that's. I mean, yeah, to, to Steph, I think that's part of the reason mm-hmm. why. Well, good thing that's the worst you had to worry about. <laughs> God damn. With some white folks not understanding the fucking hairstyle. Fuck Faith Beth. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. There, there we go. Because <laughs> that's just like, ugh. <laughs> but, but back to a more on a more positive note. Mm-hmm. Um I don't even know what we were talking about. I just got angry all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I did too. It's like, it's just, but that seems like irritating. It's just like, yeah. irritating. Alan Iverson was a bad person. Yeah. Good oh. job, whatever white principal made that fucking right. conversation up. He probably dug deep into his pockets for that one. Like, I got him. Oh, side note. And they also uh, dropped my grades for uh, all the times I resisted. Because I just straight up resisted. I did not want to take my hair out because uh-huh. of how they were treating me. But they ended up Slowly dropping my grades the longer I kept my braids in. So, right, yeah. this is still happening today. Yeah, I mean, kids are now. I mean, they're expelling. Yeah, kids bro, they're expelling kids. Yeah, for, yeah, like for non-conforming. Yeah, exactly. You know, for something that wasn't even in in the rule books. Which was, Usually, which most hilarious. of the time, the, the prejudices, <laughs> the racial prejudices, they ready for aren't it. in the rule books. We, we need more crystals out there. We do people who do it. The right we, way. That Jacob's is, loving girlfriend. Yeah. the world would be much better with many more crystals (laughs) for sure well uh, that being said that being said yes so Draymond and LeBron in the same building Mm -hmm. talking positively towards each other yes brings us to that question of friendships in the NBA Mm -hmm. well I don't know I feel like that I feel like I have an evolved answer to that like I feel like you would ask me five years ago I'd be like, fuck them. I don't understand how you can be friends with these people and this and that. You should you should hate them in real life just like you hate them on the court. That's the way we get full competitive spirit. But then as I get older and I mature, I realize like John Travolta and Nick Nicholas Cage didn't hate each other after face off. It was just a movie. Right. Afterwards, <laughs> they spent their money together and made other movies in life. Right. And it's like Wait, what? are you talking about when John Travolta has 
Nick Cage's face or or vice or just like well, either way, they hated each other regardless. But what if they had each other's faces swapped? Would they still hate each other? Because they, they hate themselves. So if Draymond had LeBron's face, <laughs> yeah, is would, the hate the same? The thing would is, Draymond the face, hate Draymond. Would, the wait, thing would is, Draymond hate himself? The face is just the mask. The person is the person. Like if you put on a Chucky mask and I put on a Tommy mask from fucking Rugrats, I'm not gonna hate Chucky Finster and you're gonna hate Tommy Pickles. You're gonna hate the man in the mask. Well, those so are two it, different faces. Okay, y'all fucking you, up my analogy. Okay, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Can you hate your own face? What I'm saying is, when two, okay. A lot we, of people out there hate okay. their own face. <laughs> Look, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't hate Josh Brolin when he was Thanos and they were Iron Man. Okay, they made the movie, and then afterwards, they spent their money together. They enjoyed life. I'm just saying, you gotta, I'm, I look at basketball now as the entertainment that it is. Mm-hmm. And these motherfuckers go out there and play their heart out on the court, talk your shit on the court, because we all shit talk when we play basketball on the court. Mm-hmm. But when you get off the court, I still shake hands and shit afterwards like, ah, it's fucking, it's fucking game. Now, some people don't. Some people are like, fuck you, I never want to see you again, meet me in the parking lot, pop the trunk on your bitch ass. <laughs> I, 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 I gotta compliment people. That's my version of shit talking. I'm just, like, I'm really complimentary while I guard them. Really? Like you're playing yeah. really wow. well. You're dribbling really well. I, you have a great fundamental get, skills package right now. <laughs> and then she just skills throws them off. Your 2K rating is probably like a 92. <laughs> wow, great shot, great form, great form. Great shot, great shot. I, I no longer look at basketball like it's the entertainment. Because I think it's I think it's bigger than that. I think sports are bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think basketball is the one league that accepts that responsibility, uh, you know. I think I think football and and baseball and you know they, I think they just want to be the entertainment. Mm-hmm. I think I think basketball and the players don't. Let mm-hmm. me then let me rephrase what I say because mm-hmm. I I meant like just strictly watching a game. Yeah, like that is entertainment. Yeah, the world of basketball is far beyond just basketball. Yeah, no, I, 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 I know. That. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just saying like on the but when it comes to baseball and NFL, they're two. And I'm trying to find the way to it. They're too Caucasianly owned mm-hmm. to be able to adopt the philosophies that the NBA has. Mm-hmm. Not to say that the NBA isn't, but they definitely have a more yeah. progressive mindset yeah. than the like the fact that the NFL was like, if you kneel for the anthem, we're gonna punish you. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> NBA would never mm-hmm. in their soul say some shit like that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Baseball, I mean, they don't re- even recent cook. NBA though, that's not true of Historically, oh no! D- I mean, about the NBA. I mean, even the, uh, the yeah. guy who got banned in the '90s for for protesting the NBA. No, we're, uh, it, most things that yeah. are progressively, when it comes to yes. like pale skin, is recent mm-hmm. within the last 15 <laughs> years or so. Yeah, yeah. Like most things in this country. So yes, I get that. But like baseball, don't even fathom <laughs> no. the idea of resisting anything white. They don't even what mm-hmm. what? Excuse mm-hmm. me. Baseball is the only sport. That will vote for Trump and tell you we need to deport these goddamn immigrants, but then sign up 15 Cubans to be on the goddamn Mm -hmm. field at the same time and then go to the taco shop afterwards and celebrate Cinco to fucking Mayo with a sombrero on. But then be like, we're going to deport your ass. Mm -hmm. That's that's baseball in a nutshell. Well, the the other thing, too, is is even so these people who don't want. I thought, so what I was getting to is that um, I think most people just want basketball to be just this entertainment. They want it to be what they what they want it to be to enjoy it, turn it off, and they're you know the players just go off into the distance. They, I think a lot of people more than they believe, um, or more than they want to admit, want them to just shut up and dribble. Mm. You know, and I and, and I think that, I think if you're if you're saying you know should Dray- LeBron and Draymond shouldn't talk to each other, 
I think you're also kind of feeding into that narrative of shut up and dribble. Mm-hmm. I could agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Because it's it's just don't know each other. Mm-hmm. Right. Shut up and, and, just, go, and yeah. just go on the court and compete. Mm-hmm. There's also the opportunity that they do want the entertainment. Because if you look at the way the NBA is covered now, it's almost like we've talked about before, it's almost a 12-month-a-year sport. People want the drama. They yeah. want the right. Kardashian reality. I think they want mm-hmm. these feuds. This They want... Draymond punching or Tristan Thomas punching. They want those things more than they want to see that these guys are friends. Mm-hmm. Like outside yeah. outside of that. So I think I think it's 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 a bit of both of those things that you're hitting on, but I, right. yeah. yeah. Well, something really really sad and tragic. Well, I don't know, I should say sad. It's sad. It's, I'm so, it, I'm it's, very sad. It's sad. Yeah. Mono Ginobili. As I told He's, y'all time and time again, the Spurs that we all knew and loved are at an end. Popovich is pretty much the last piece left. Officially done, at least with, yeah, with that era. Quick Uh backtrack, I would love to see Greg Popovich on the shop. Oh, he's going to be on the shop. Greg Popovich is going to be on the shop. He will. He will. Didn't mean to throw it in reverse. And you know who Him and or Mark Cuban. Those two oh, might be on the I shop. Prefer I would prefer not to not hear Mark but, Cuban talk anymore. But I, I can imagine Mark Cuban. Being I can on imagine him wanting to be on that. Show. I would no, prefer I, Pop. I, I don't think, really see. I don't it. think Cuban has a place in that world. I don't think so. I don't think no. That's what I, I don't think he does either. But I, I feel like he he would find a way. He to might get find in a way though. <laughs> no, I think they. <laughs> has he ever spoken on things like that? I've, I can't think of it. The last thing I can remember doing is the thing with um, what's our boy the the JJ Barea. And Puerto mm-hmm. Rico, he like gave mm-hmm. him the plane and all the yeah. supplies. Uh, yeah, okay. So he'll, I mean, he's doing something, yeah. but like, something, yeah. I don't think it's on the caliber of what the show yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah no. But like, just yeah. knowing him, he is a speaker, like, he's a talker. He's yeah. a, yeah. he's a conversation hopper. He'll yeah. hop in there. Yeah, yeah for sure. But, but Pop, I would prefer but, Pop. That touched yeah. my heart, Jacob. I hope that gets tracked <laughs> out I would there. love to see yeah. Pop, man. Um, but yeah, going back to Mono retiring, yeah. like, to, it's crazy to see him. To see him exit, and then to see those photos of Demar Derozan coming in. Yeah, um, he's literally the only person that they'll even tell you was on the lineup now. Right, <laughs> he's the only picture. You see. <laughs> right, exactly. But like to see Duncan pra- practicing with him. And, hey and, man, I can't even lie though. That look Duncan had in the right. picture with the spiky hair and right. the beard. I was like, first of all, I immediately knew he had a white wife when I saw that picture. <laughs> Second of all, I was like, Duncan looks so happy, bro. Like right. he he no longer looks like he's hugging the ball. You know, I used to have that weird right. like still face hug ball. Now he's out to practice laughing and just like right. he had eight knee braces on exactly. and shit like. He's so beat up, but like he looked like he was just enjoying himself. Exactly. And why I, he was at the practice, I don't know. He just stayed in shape. I, like well, uh, with that, I mean, why he's at the practice, I feel like it probably was just kind of getting um, Demar kind of used to the system and kind of like welcoming welcoming him. Duncan I also feel like seemed like he don't really have that many friends. This also mm-hmm. probably has so nothing better like, to do. He only like, knows everyone on the Spurs, <laughs> right? So he's just kind of what you doing tomorrow, Bill? Right. Oh, I'm, I'm still working for the team, so. right? <laughs> But to, see, like, but to see how happy he was and laid back, I definitely feel like it's time for Manu to have that. <laughs> My wife's making another casserole. I don't really want to eat another casserole. It's like, all right, come on, Duncan. You can come to practice. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, Tim Duncan laughs. laughs. He probably does laugh just like Ron that. Does. But um, And what I also thought was cool was that the mayor officially um, – Gave August uh, or or proclaimed August thirtieth as Manu Ginobili Day. So, do any of the other Spurs play? Like, does David Robinson have a day? Do 
Tony Parker have a day? Do they all uh, have a day? That's actually a good just, question. I don't know. Yeah. This is the first time is I've it heard just Monty the player having Monty is but really he, important but for the yeah. Spurs and really important for basketball as a whole. Yes. I mean, he's a big part of the reason that the NBA is a global brand in the last yeah. you know, oh, yeah. 16 no, years of his career. Like, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's the reason that Eurostep is in the league. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, he, mm-hmm. like, we always talk about, you know, the, the greatest of all times, players that change the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Steph Curry, LeBron James, Magic Johnson. Man, like, maybe not on the same level, yeah. but definitely, like, the I mean, level below that, he really oh, yeah. changed the it's game. It's hard to say because, I mean, what, he got four? Five? Four, four rings? Four. Yeah. Like, he's up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they weren't specifically because of him, but, like, no, he's on one of the most I, dominant yeah, teams he, in the last 20 years. He definitely was integral to them. Getting yeah, no, for sure. For sure, yeah. And you hear the way Kobe talks about him, Popovich, like, the Kobe talks about him is like, yeah, he has that same killer instinct. Like, or I think Popovich said, like, you know, he's that put put the boot on the neck type of player. Like, yeah. and I don't think he gets, like, that type of respect for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But he was, I mean, listen to these things around the league. Like, he was a competitor. And yeah, I, I love hearing sure. stories about, like. And he'll, he'll grab a bat with his bare hands. Yes. Well, I <laughs> never forget that He also can clip. slay wild animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he literally he bitch slapped a bat. Like you gotta be bold. And not, and somehow it was not like I mean I, I don't know all bats like have disease, but it seemed like he like should like not continue to play bro, that game. I was <laughs> swimming in a in a pool one time back in Texas, and like I guess there was a bat nest in like the pool house, like in the mm. the roof of it. And the baby fell out or whatever, so it's making that little squeaky noise. Mm-hmm. And the mama just starts swooping at us at the pool, like as if it was our fault. And like, <laughs> I remember how frightened I was watching that fucking bat like swoop on the water. And he just like backhanded it and then picked it up and handed it to somebody. Like, Manu must have been a brave ass man. There's, there's a video of this out there? Yeah, of him big slapping the bat? Yeah, like you could probably find it on Twitter. Bat, it yeah, flies into the, the arena. Yeah. Everybody else is like, oh shit, you know, niggas ain't about to touch no bat. Right. Yeah, like, but Manu just like sizes it up real quick <laughs> and just bow in like three seconds. Are you he serious? Just sizes, bow, and then he serious? picks it up. Oh, man. You've never seen that? No. Have you seen I'm that? You're missing a piece of history. I heard about it. I've never watched it. Oh, my I didn't God. know there was actually are missing a piece of history. Yeah. He literally sized that thing up in like five seconds in the air and pow! And then picks it up and hands it to the, And the crowd's like, oh, my God, we all thought we were going to die. Manu saved the day. <laughs> Not only did he invent the Euro step, he invented yep. the bitch back slap. <laughs> But this is but this kind of brings up a point about Manu is that he does not get the respect because every time I like was going on Instagram and it was like announcing Manu's uh, retirement, they would either show the bat thing or the thing where he's at the free throw line and like the ref throws the ball oh, and hits, it hits him. Hit. Like those are the two highlights they show of his career. I'm like, yeah. he won four championships. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. As man, I mean, just because even once it was officially over. Because yeah. even like last year, like the last couple years, yeah. and, you know, it was always like, well, will he retire this year? Will he retire this year? But he's like, I'll play, I'll play, I'll play. Mm-hmm. But um, I feel like every time the conversation started about him possibly retiring, it just like made me think of like, okay, I, I think it's easy to forget like all the things that he has done. Because like one of the things that's actually does suck about the LeBron James narrative is that it's become so much about yeah. the LeBron James narrative that a lot of these other players, their narratives kind of got pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe Manos was was one of those. Just just watching, like, well, I mean, other than the bat and, and that, just like watching all like the other like highlights clips showing how he came into the league till now. And it's just great to just see him with, with that fresh hair. He, oh my god. He had that, he had that fucking jungle book Mowgli haircut. <laughs> right. He was like, ooh, Manu. 
And just to see that and see how much he's accomplished, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, like, even for me, like, I was like, man, I forgot how much he did. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other thing, too, is how, how these Spurs keep keep on hanging it up and the way mm-hmm. they hang it up of just, they, they're not letting anyone know it's their last year. I don't even know mm-hmm. if they know it's their last year. But at the end of the season, they just decide, you know, when it's going to happen. They yeah. don't do this tour mm-hmm. of, you know, a final season. Oh, you mean like, let oh. me score 60 points. <laughs> 30 shots on my last. Don't play All no defense. All players in their last game should be entitled to take 65 <laughs> shots. Yeah. <laughs> no bodyguard them. Just let this them. This the law. Right. It's like the last five minutes of, like, the East and West Conference games. Like, right. the, fucking the All-Star game. East and West. Where, like, no one plays defense and they're all just dunking and right. doing dumb shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm going to make a bold proclamation about my Ginobili. Yes, he's the re- his absence will be the reason the Spurs do not make the playoffs this year. Wow, that is a bold oh. prediction because they I still will, got Popovich. They have Popovich, but now they don't have any glue of the Popovich I will system. Re- I will refute that, but continue. I just—it's not going to happen. They're going to make the playoffs. I mean, oh, <laughs> they are. But, <laughs> damn it! Then what's a bold I prediction thought, with I no thought conviction? we had a disagreement <laughs> on this show. It's, <laughs> as long as Greg Popovich is coaching a, a, any team, they're uh-huh. probably going to. There's like more. more Greg Popovich coaching a team is almost the equivalent of LeBron James playing on a team. The team is going to go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I'd mm-hmm. like to I'd like to even throw Brad Stevens' head in that now. It's too early to tell. Right. But maybe maybe later in his career, I totally agree that mm-hmm. he's he's definitely building towards that because you look at what he's done already and he's yeah. super young. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, well, the point the 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 <laughs> argument I was going to make was again too, like I've said before. People be sleeping on Demar, all right? It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Demar, I feel like he's he's gonna bring it this year. Now more so that Ginobili's gone, and everyone's talking about like it's an end of an era for the Spurs. I think he's gonna see that as more of an inspiration to be like, "Yo, okay, I got to step up, and I can now be the future that was supposed to be set in Toronto. Mm-hmm. I'm about to make myself known here on the West Side. I think he's gonna be really comfortable in San Antonio." The thing is, look, yeah, and this isn't even like I don't I have no salt against DeMar or nothing. I think he's a great player. Yeah. I think he's going to do really good out there. I don't think he's going to live up to the hype that they're building. I I just don't. I don't think he will. I but do I think he's gonna store have a good season? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I think Kawhi's impact in Toronto was gonna have a bigger impact than DeMar in San Antonio. I think DeMar Mm. and Again, the, yeah, it's, it's really it's really hard to actually talk shit about Demar Derozan because he is a player that has gotten better yeah. every single year. Mm-hmm. But does he have the killer instinct and that Mono has, or you know, that even a Westbrook or you know, mm-hmm. like the like the separation? Like, I don't think like Paul George has that same killer instinct either. Like, and I, I don't Loki don't think so. I think he did in Indiana for a bit when after the Spurs, it was after Danny Spurs, but it was like right when Danny uh, yeah. Granger disappeared mm-hmm. and then like Paul George had to step up because remember he was sitting behind yeah. him then he stepped up and you were like yeah. okay this is back when yeah. it was like like fucking um it was Lance it was David West it was when Roy, Roy Hibbert, Hibbert could still play yeah. basketball so and then, after that conference <laughs> yeah. final that killed that team bro, bro, is, I forgot all about Danny Granger right <laughs> that is a name for the yeah. pat that's crazy and like the the thing that's sad too with Paul George before he went to the Thunder that last year like you literally saw like with every game that the Cavs just Whooped him. You just saw yeah. that hit the that instinct just die slowly. Game after literally, game. The, the, till like game four, he was just like, 
Bro, the nail in the coffin, I'm telling you, (laughs) was that last layup LeBron hit in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals when they took out that last great Indiana team. Yeah. When it was like, they were literally doing photo shoots as like, Hood dudes, like and like they look so good doing it, yeah. and you had so much. But like that layup, destroy Roy Hibbert was no longer the the the. What was it they always said with him and Carmelo? They were like, he's the one that that shakes Carmelo up at the mm-hmm. rim. He was like, Carmelo don't drive when Roy Hibbert's in there. David West was, I mean, David West still rough, but like he was like a good ass four. That was a time. scary team. That was, yeah, was. but Sorry, that wait, was, one shot was that back ruined when LeBron him. was still in the Heat. Was he yeah, no, that was Miami. That was, Miami. That was, that was his yeah, right. yeah, second, second ring, first ring. Yeah. But coming back to Demar and San Antonio, yeah. Um, you can say that San Antonio is a system, and then it's just a matter of finding pieces to plug in. And yeah, there's a, there's a certain truth to that. But man, who had that killer instinct? Tony Parker sh- sure did. Duncan is in his own goofy way did totally I mean he's in my opinion the best power forward to ever play the game and absolutely had that killer instinct and so you can have the best system in the world and the best coach and don't and Pop has that same killer instinct mm-hmm. we'll see if see if it comes out of DeMar well that's what I'm saying like, this is I, the true I, test I, yeah this, this like, is the true this, test if, if DeMar can't do it can't make mm-hmm. a spot if, like, if they get eliminated in the first round and that's just kind of what it is over the next mm-hmm. few years like yeah, he's a very he's overrated. Like maybe yeah. not on paper, maybe not. You know, he'll always be like an eighty-eight on two K rating because uh-huh. he'll always have the skills for that. Yeah. But eighty-eight—that's such an accurate rating, right? Bro, that's, Gordon, <laughs> that's Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward's sure. eighty. But like, I agree with you. I, I yeah. think he's a great player. Yeah, I can't say phenomenal. I'm gonna mm-hmm. say he's a great player. He has a great coach now. I just don't think he's gonna live up to the hype. And I, I told y'all that in the beginning. I was like, Demar's not gonna be the answer. Mm-hmm. Now Kawhi in Toronto. Kawhi is, yeah. is a standalone figure of double-sided greatness. Mm-hmm. He will give oh, yeah, you defense sure. and offense. He'll yeah. drop 35 and lock down their best player mm-hmm. in the same game. It's going to be, oh, yeah. I think Toronto is going to tear up the East. Yeah. Outside of Philadelphia mm-hmm. and Boston, I think they're going to. They're going to at least he's, be he's just gonna come. He's just gonna, like, it's going to be, I think I'm kind of hoping that he's like ruthless. Mm-hmm. And just like just taking it Me to too. people. Mm-hmm. I hope he actually starts making facial expressions on the court too, <laughs> and he gives like a if good post game. If he interview. starts doing that, it's game over. <laughs> if no, if Kawhi he's go, speaks going up during a post game interview, he's going oh, you know it's game over. I just they're can't wait the for the first game that he comes out of like the hallway and he's smiling, and there's like. What the fuck's gonna happen? That would be he's the what the fuck is gonna happen? He has that serial killer smile too. Right. He has that one like if he's smiling, shit's about to go down. Like oh my god, why is he smiling? Everybody else would be smiling their ass off, but if Kawhi smiles, somebody might be dead in that locker room. I need to check for. It's like that's you're walking to your car in the parking lot and you just walk by Kawhi and he's just smiling like what? And you turn the ignition on your car, that's when it blows up. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> you know, but I hope Kawhi, like, I really do hope, I, I really, I can't get the words out. <laughs> I really do hope he does, he kills it out there mm-hmm. in Toronto. Do I want him to stay in Toronto? Hell no. Mm-hmm. I don't I do. want him to stay do. out there. I, I know do. you do. I just don't think he does. But then again, I could be wrong. Next thing you know, they might draft somebody else and like make that, a trade. That is their, know, that is their mission for them, for them to just woo him. Completely. The city yeah. is going to woo him already. Yeah. Yeah. Toronto's a fucking great city. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, but if, they, if, the, if they can build that system around yeah. him, and if, like Jacob said, if they're just beasting in the East, I could definitely see him. Who's staying. their coach? I, think I feel like I've asked oh, this before. Oh, because um, oh, right after they fired Dwayne, yeah, they picked we, yeah. up. Uh, we talked about it, but I already forgot. Fuck, I did too. I already forgot the guy. That's how little we pay attention to them. <laughs> if it ain't Kawhi. For, for the moment. Yeah. yeah. I can look it up real quick. I mean, do you want to know that bad? 
Man, no. I mean, if you guys know at O for Four Podcast, let us know because we'd be fucking up. Yeah. <laughs> we should know. Uh, one more point I want to make about Demar though, with uh, Man retiring. Um, do you think it's going to have a, a bigger impact? The fact that he has um, a a uh, what call a Tim Duncan who's willing to practice and help him with that system, and if Mono returns and can also help him, do you think that'll? Be- he, he's he's got all the infrastructure pieces that he needs to be successful. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so at this point, it's up to him. He's got mm-hmm. that's what, he's yeah, got Pop I, who's going to put him in the right position. He's got the right organization and mm-hmm. and and city for him to feel comfortable. Yeah, you know, with leadership that, that's going to come in. So, I don't, I I don't know. I don't want to make a prediction yet, but I mean, we'll see. I yeah. what I think is that I think he's the type of player who would be better as the second best guy on a team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think if he had, you know, if he had a Kawhi and he was the second guy mm-hmm. and he was, you know, he, he wasn't thrive. the yeah he wasn't the game plan guy that people went at and said you know we need to stop Demar, but it was like right, we need right. to stop Kawhi and then if if Demar goes off then you know we're, we're let Demar kill us not right. Kawhi and, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I think he would thrive in a role like that. But I, he just I, doesn't I, have I that. agree with that, and I, I what I would say is that even though he does have a great infrastructure, which mm-hmm. is not really debatable. I wouldn't undersell the value of playing in games with a Manu Ginobili, a four-time champion mm-hmm. who's played for Greg Popovich for 16 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think that there's maybe we get back to that killer instinct. Maybe that some rubs off. I, I mm-hmm. think I think him. Yeah, I don't. I, maybe it's not a make or break, but I think yeah, there's a big missed opportunity with him getting to play with Manu Ginobili right. for a year. Yeah, no, right. definitely. Yeah. But but I, but yeah. one of the things is that I think he's going to an organization, one of the few organizations. And I'm trying to just off the top of my head. There's the Warriors. There's uh, there's the Celtics where you trust everyone mm-hmm. because the coaches just instilled distrust. And mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Cleveland is like the opposite example of that last year. Yeah. Right? They didn't trust each other yeah. at all. LeBron's if one person, so happy he's out of it. Yeah. If 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 <laughs> it was it was there was no help to help her at all. Yeah. If you got beat, you know. So the Spurs is not like that. So to be in a comfortable environment where you can trust your teammates, right? You know, I'm a, I want to see if that does something to it. Yeah. I look at it like this. All that infrastructure and stuff is great. But as Bruce Lee said, boards don't hit back. Meaning you can practice all you yeah. fucking want. But until the game starts, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've seen DeMar play for years in the game as the best player on a team. With Kyle Lowry being the second best. Mm-hmm. And or, I mean, Toronto might argue Jonas Valchunas because they fucking love Jonas Valchunas. Mm-hmm. But like... I'm just saying, bro. I, I don't. I don't think he's gonna live up to the hype. And that's just putting it simple. And that's not putting no salt. I like Demar. Yeah, I mm-hmm. want him to do good. He looks good in a Spurs uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just don't think he's gonna do it. Right. Well, I mean, and it's, like you said, yeah. without that, without that venom on the court, mm-hmm. yeah. it means nothing in practice right. because you don't spit the real venom in practice. Yeah. You know, they can show them Kobe videos about him elbowing Sasha uh, Sasha Vujicic all he want, mm-hmm. but like. You're not gonna get 110 percent Kobe until the game. Yeah, you know you might get 95 percent or whatever. But it's like that. You know, Manu's not gonna be 110 percent Manu at practice. He might give yeah. you advice and shit, but until that you see it in the game, yeah. boys don't hit back. Sure. Practice? We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice. <laughs> and no, you gotta take the C out. Practice. Practice. We ain't talking about the game. We talking about practice. Practice. <laughs> don't you guys insult Alan? In that way, oh never! never. I would no. never yeah. insult the sleeve. <laughs> the question um, to his, the answer to his own question, right. I would never. Exactly. 
Uh, well, like Pierce said, you know, having like he has the right pieces, and at least that's a good place to start. Um, you know, just similar to LeBron coming to LA in an organization that's you know hopefully will do better than the one he was in. Yeah, being with yeah. the Lakers, um, and with the Lakers, they uh, uh, bought out Luau Dang. Oh, yeah, yeah. Luau Dang, his name describes him perfectly. Luau <laughs> Dang, <laughs> Dang, Luau <laughs> Dang. And with that, they now got some more space. They got cap space for next year to, to do some things to get a max player. Yep, and, and then they can get one guy. They one might get. He's coming. Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler coming to the Lakers. He's going to Denver. We've already had this talk, Jacob. Sorry. You know what? In the show. In the goddamn show. I'm done taking off my mic. Well, I'm going to go piss on before, all Jacob's shoes. <laughs> before we end the show, um, the, the one thing that is swimming around mm-hmm. is uh, Jamal Crawford. Ooh. Six man of the year. Talking Ooh. about that. There was a photoshopped image of him going around in a Lakers jersey. And he even... Kind of tweeted a subtle. Hmm. It's not like he don't know how to play in L.A. already. Yep. Right. He'll be so done. that's a high. He's on the top five of all time favorite players. So I'd be really. Is happy. it really? Yeah. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Not so, like not like great. You know, goat conversation. Just favorites. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Is he forty? Close he's to like it. 80. Uh, Duval Crawford, yeah, he's like 96. But he's, he, I feel he like he found, found, six. Yeah. <laughs> he found the fountain of youth. He's yeah. just been the same age for like he doesn't years. <laughs> well, the past like four or five years, we've seen him in, you know, summer pro league or something, and he still just balls yeah. out. <laughs> that man has a natural handling talent right. yeah. that just can't be copied. Yeah. He Remember, he grew up in and one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime you take a motherfucker from and one and yeah. put him in the pros, there's trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. There's tr- and he learned how to get out of and one and not and not travel and carry. Right. Mm-hmm. He can just cross the shit out. He's of the man. definition of a player who's like here to hoop. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's like yeah, I'm here to hoop. Some people <laughs> are here to play basketball. <laughs> right. He's here to hoop. <laughs> One, I, I remember he's an example of me just being racist against my own people because he's got. He, you know, he's got that, whatever, you know, whatever, that and one game. Uh-huh. I think he's got, you know, just sleeves and stuff. And uh-huh. I remember hearing him talk uh, after a game, mm-hmm. and he's one of the best talkers in the NBA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By and you far. just didn't expect it at first. I did not expect mm-hmm. it. <laughs> right. I was like, what? <laughs> did you did you think about uh, what we were talking about with Vince Carter and that random GM? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, do you believe this, Nate? <laughs> Get- <laughs> How dare he <laughs> be so articulate <laughs> with your black ass? No, it's horrible. No, but we keep it real. Sure. I, that's how I felt. I yeah. was like, what? Being stereotypical yeah. against yeah, just, people darker than you, fierce, <laughs> just because you like skin. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, but no, I've, I've loved his game for a long time. And if he comes to the Lakers, that's just, I think he's wanted to play with LeBron for a long time. Everybody. Well, where would he? Play, we, yeah. what, what, where though? Like, what, like we have point guards. We have guards. Like, so, where where we put him? Like, well, he's surely coming off the bench, and and uh, he doesn't care about coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah that's but like a, we have Rondo coming off the bench. Yeah, but Rondo I mean, coming off the bench is the point guard. Yeah. Maybe he's willing to have you know a lesser role and be one of those guys who just. But why? Go. If he's on the team, he's like one of the, he's like the third best player on the team. But, After, but maybe the second the, best. We player. have to look at the situation. What does that mean, though? Being on the Timberwolves. Being the third best player, what does that mean if it if you ain't, Small, if you ain't advanced, the third best player on any team? Well, here, in history, in history, ever. yeah. Now, but, present yeah. or or past, future, right? Always, because you have to look. Started. He's never gonna is, die. Is he <laughs> is he cool with being the third best player on the Timberwolves and what? Never getting out of what this second round, first second round. 
or whatever, yeah. or coming to the Lakers, coming off the bench, and potentially being a contender. Or he could go to Golden State. Please. No, so, uh, in, in the goddamn show. <laughs> or not. I don't want that. You know I don't want that. Oh I'm just God. saying, you can't rule it out. Oh, and he, and he, he, has a, he would fit there, too, which Golden upsets State. me. I know. Just cut cut the mics off. I would fit on that team at this point. It doesn't matter. I got to be like, oh, yeah, James, yeah, he is this ball handling. We'll really fit in well. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. Anybody can fit in that system at this point. It doesn't matter. Hey, Jacob, what are you going to do? Oh, you're going to unlatch the tear-away pants for everybody. No, no, don't tear them away. Just unlatch them, and that's all we need you to do. Uh, well, this topic didn't go the way I thought, so uh, I will <laughs> grant Devin's wish, and I will end this show. <laughs> Before before Jamal Cochran actually goes, fuck Jason Whitlock. (laughs) Fuck Jason Whitlock. (laughs) Thank you guys for listening. Um, You can check us out at Ofer Podcast. At Ofer It's 2.17. What time is is it right now? It's 2.17. This is what happens. Okay. (laughs) Please visit visit us at Ofer 4 Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. The internet. Anywhere the internet. Anywhere. Search at Ofer. O for four podcast and check out other things that we do. We have actually really cool promos that we post throughout the week. They're Royce funny. makes them, by the way. They're fucking I, awesome. Well, thank He's you. brilliant. Thank you, thank you. And they uh, just get better course. every time. Of course, I can't make them without all the great dialogue that we have here on the show. You probably could. You I feel like you can do that with or without us. <laughs> well, regardless, definitely uh, check us out and check out the uh, awesome and hilarious uh, hashtag Clay Thompson challenge that we have going on right now. Devin, would you want to remind them what that is about? I just want y'all to know, Clay Thompson misses every goddamn high five that he gives up. And I need you guys to find him and try to get a high five on camera so he can fucking miss and then hashtag Clay Thompson challenge. <laughs> and record, <laughs> please record it and at 04 podcast us with hashtag Clay Thompson challenge. Uh, for some good stuff. But until then, thank you guys for listening again, and we'll catch y'all next time. Fucking Mono Ginobili over here. So look, 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 size him up real quick. Bitch! Bitch, back slap. Ugh! <laughs> feel like that should be a button on the controller. You got pass, shoot, and bitch, back slap. And he just walking with this live bat in his hand, and who is this motherfucker he hands it to? Look at it, look at it, look at it, look at it, with this security guard outfit on. This nigga know he's terrified right now. That security guard has never held a bat, ever. You know, because they say bats are like flying rats. So you know that thing is scratching and moving in his hand, and he's like, keep cool, keep cool. It's 30,000 people here watching you. If Mono can do it, I can do it. No, nigga. Just because Mono can do it don't mean you can do it. You know as soon as he reached that tunnel, he just threw that motherfucker like <laughs> That bat lived the rest of his life out in the corner of the tunnel.